Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode of Locked on Longhorns with John Garcia, Jr., Director of Football Recruiting, is brought to you by LinkedIn. I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has subscribed. We have reached our goal of 2,000 subscribers uh, prior to September 1st. And so once again, just thank you to everybody who has supported. And now on to our next goal of 3,000 by the end of the season. John Garcia, Director of Football Recruiting at Sports Illustrated, joining me once again. So, we know that this team has goals of getting to the Big 12 championship game this year. I know that because Sark said that. But uh, there's some individual players on the team who may have some goals uh, to look for as well. And one of those players is B. John Robinson, who has one of the highest Heisman odds in the nation. But it's going to be an uphill battle for him to win this award, which seems to be uh, a quarterback and wide receiver award in recent years. So what is it going to take for a special playmaker like B. John Robinson to win the Heisman Trophy in 2022? It's a really great question, J.D. I, I did a little Googling this morning, and you've really got to hit one of two criteria in the last 25 years if you want to win the Heisman at running back. It's only happened uh, four times, five if you count Mr. Reggie Bush, although if you go look in the records <laughs> – it's not there. 2005 is is certainly skipped. But beyond Reggie, you've got to hit one of two criteria. A, you've got to play for the front-running Alabama Crimson Tide, which is what Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram were able to do in 15 and 09, respectively. Or two, you got to do what Ricky Williams did back in 98 and what Ron Dane did back in 99. you got to rush for 2,000 yards to be in that club. So obviously one of those is impossible for Bijan. Uh, there's no in-season transfers, at least not yet. That's that's maybe more of a, uh, a NCAA video game simulation or something in the future that we're, we're, we're not ready for as, as humans in 2020. Uh, and then secondly, it's really hard to imagine any player in today's college football rushing for 2,000 yards. It hasn't happened in quite a bit, uh, and you can attribute that to so many things, whether it's the amount of other running backs that inevitably take carries away, whether it's the uh, the spread offense, the influence of this pass-first nature of college football that we currently play in 2022. So Heisman-wise, it's almost surprising. It has nothing to do with Bijan. It's almost surprising that the odds are as good as they are because, again, the things that have to be in line are A, front-running national title favorites, which Texas is not, or B, you're doing so with Alabama and or you're winning or you're running for 2,000 yards. So it's really hard to imagine that type of campaign. But I will say, when you go back to Reggie Bush, a lot more similarities to Bijan from a, a stylistic perspective. And, and look, they did have the number one front-running tag there. So I will say that's the major difference. But stylistically, you gave it to him. You threw it to him. He was in the return game. Anytime he touched the ball, you felt like something crazy could happen. So the marketability and the playmaking highlight real worthiness of Bijan, it, it exists. And, and I think that could be something that galvanizes and gets him votes. I think another way he could be helped in this campaign is there are so many darn good candidates. Last year, everybody was like waiting for a candidate to go grab it, right? I mean, the Heisman hype bounced around from like Matt Corral to Kenny Pickett and then eventually Bryce Young grabbed it like in the back half of the season. I feel like this year, there's so many candidates today, like before any games have kicked that you're like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, B. John Robinson, Jordan Addison. I mean, it, it, the list is already big and 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 head turning 
without a down being snapped. So I do think muddying the water and maybe some ebb and flow with those other candidates could help propel Bijan as as one of the more interesting and something different, offering something different to the Heisman voters who, like you said earlier, have gone pretty much all QB with a sprinkle of wide receiver uh, over the last you know 20 years or so. But from from a stylistic and statistical perspective, it does seem uh, pretty impossible or improbable, I should say, that Bijan Robinson finds himself winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, you can get there as a finalist. We, we saw, you know, the Christian McCaffrey's of the world. Many of these more versatile running backs have an opportunity, but to actually win the award, it's it's really uphill for any running back that's not. Uh, just the entire focal point of not only the offense, but like the whole perception of the team. And I don't think Bijan or any other running back in the country is there yet because of the style that we play football with now in, in 22. Yeah, Bijan grew up uh, idolizing Reggie Bush, and he told him he has to start returning punts. <laughs> That's going to really help his uh, help. his his highs begin to see. He got to start returning punts. So maybe Sark will throw him out there a couple times and, and see what's happening. So maybe a more realistic scenario is Texas' number one receiver, uh, might end up with the Bolitnikoff at the end of the year. He's definitely um, somebody we could see winning it, one of the best receivers in the country. Could be a finalist. So what will it take for Xavier Worthy to win the Bolitnikoff Award this year? In my Googling, J.D., this was even more curious. Uh, I, I thought the Heisman would be a little bit more, um, I guess, you know, uh, hard to achieve from, from a numbers perspective. But when I looked at the Bolitnikoff, it was much more tied to team success as much as it was tied to the yardage and the numbers. So I actually went year by year. Uh, so obviously you go, you know, Jordan Addison last year, ACC champs, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, you know, James Washington, Jerry Judy, e even the guys who won it with teams that we don't automatically associate with national titles or even conference titles, like James Washington in 17, Corey Coleman in 15 at Baylor, those teams all still won 10 plus games. So the Bolitnikov is almost tied to this being the primary alpha receiver on a 10-win type program. And, and to go back to when that wasn't the case, you got to go all the way to Brandon Cooks in 2013. But here's the thing. That year, Oregon State only won seven games. And look, the ceiling was what it was for, for that program. But the numbers were so staggering that you just kind of couldn't ignore it. He had 1,700 yards receiving the next closest power five receiver was Jordan Matthews at Vanderbilt who had like 1400. So you're talking about a, a dominant lead over anybody else in the power five realm. Uh, so I do think that's part of the reason why cooks was the runaway pick. Although Devonte Adams uh, was right on his heels at 1700 yards at Fresno state. So the criteria in the last decade tells us you got to win 10 games and be the alpha on that team. So if you're a Texas fan and you had to pick in your fantasy scenario, which award is going to be better for my university, conventionally you might say, Bijan winning the Heisman, how could you beat that? But it's actually more tied from a team perspective to the Bolitnikov because the last 10, 11 winners have all won at least 10 games. And obviously there's a lot of national champions within that group as well, whether you look at Amari Cooper, um, certainly uh, Jamar Chase in 19, Devontae Smith the year after, a lot of national titles and 10-win seasons associated, uh, even conference-winning seasons like Jordan, Jordan Addison last year in the ACC, associated with 
the Belitnikov Award. So I think that one will say more about the Longhorns' overall success as opposed to the Heisman being truly more of an individual honor, which makes sense, right? Even if you take the positions out of it, Lamar Jackson, um, you certainly go to Robert Griffin III, a lot more individual galvanized success as opposed to that national title or front-running 10-11 you know, win team. So if you're, if you're flipping that coin from the Texas fandom perspective, you're, you're rooting more for Xavier Worthy to win the Bolitnikov because it means he either dominated so much that they just had to give it to him or Texas is back and got to 10 wins and probably won the Big 12 along the way. Yes, sir. All right. So regardless if Bijan wins the Heisman or Xavier Worthy wins the Bolitnikov, there's still two of, in my opinion, uh, the top 10 offensive weapons in the country. And Quinn Ewers has the luxury of being able to distribute the ball to both. So how important are playmakers like Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, who are both inarguably top five at their position to a young quarterback's development in Quinn Ewers? Oh man, it's it is as as luxurious as it gets. You know, all of these breakout seasons, we see that, right? I mean, just just go back to last year. We don't have to go very far. I mean, look at what Bryce Young walked into. Look at what Caleb Williams walked into. Look at what C.J. Stroud walked into from a talent perspective. Sunday players, Sunday players at running back and wide receiver simultaneously. And I do think that's where where it's it just feels different with Texas. You know, it's it's not just the one guy. If it was just one or the other, and and let's not ignore the supporting cast at both of those positions as well, right? They're going to be good at tight end. The second, third, fourth receivers should be good. And even RB2 on to three are capable. So I do think it's that that entire supporting cast led by those two alphas really opens it up for, for Quinn Ewers. Uh, I think when you game plan against Texas, again, from a defensive standpoint, who are you king first? Is, is it five or eight? Uh, but, but no matter what, you really can't isolate on both of them simultaneously. So I do think there's always going to be some type of avenue from a matchup perspective to, to make the reads that much easier, to make the checks that much easier. And I think that's going to uh, help Ewers uh, get pushed along here pretty quickly. And again, we see that in college football. Those guys we just talked about, you know, Caleb Williams, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, all first or second year players when they had their big breakout. So technically Ewers is a second year player, but obviously if he, he doesn't skip high school his senior year, he's more of a first year player. But this is something that has precedent. It's not like in college football, there's this, uh, you know, this sitting around you got to do before you can break out. I mean, even going back to Jameis Winston, I'm popping off in my head right now, second year player. I mean, walks right into a loaded offensive room and it sees immediate success really without a whole lot uh, of bumps in the road. So I do think that the situation is setting up about as good as it could possibly set up for Quinn Ewers. Sure, there are question marks on the offensive line. There are obvious question marks on the defense. The schedule is not friendly early in the season with Bama coming to town. But outside of that, there's a lot of opportunity there for, for Quinn Ewers. And I think that the situation and the talent around him is probably part of the reason why Steve Sarkeesian felt confident enough in his upside to give him the call, because you do know all things, even there's going to be production. And look, last year was, was a great example of that. No matter who the quarterback was, Texas was, was putting up numbers uh, from an offensive perspective. So I do think that there is some comfort and, and safety uh, in rolling the dice with Quinn Ewers because you got five and eight, at least five and eight, they're leading the charge uh, at the skill positions. 
Yes, sir. 17th in scoring last year with a lot of inconsistency on the offense, looking to threaten uh, the country with a top 10 offense this year with Quinn Ewers, Dijon Robinson and Xavier Worthy at the helm. Locked on Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host, John Garcia, Jr., director of football recruiting at Sports Illustrated, joining me once again. As always, Longhorn Nation, 